Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's our favorite time of the year here at The Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the place, place where the streets, streets and, and politics, politics meet. meet. 
What's going on, my son Lennon? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I am blessed and highly favored, you know. So you got that Bronx shirt on. I got my Bronx having representing the, the BX today. Shout out to Bronx logo. Bronx logo. BX That's logo. <laughs> That's our friend. If people know Bronx logo is the funniest person I've really ever met in my life. He's a is he Puerto Rican? He is Puerto Rican. He, he is a typical, hilarious Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx who says anything he wants to say and just keeps me laughing all the time. I love Puerto Rican men from the Bronx. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's an authenticity just from the Bronx. And, but the Puerto Ricans from the Bronx just have a whole different authenticity. And that's, that's my brother, one of the purest, hardworking brothers I know. So shout out to BX Logo. <laughs> whatever whatever y'all be saying y'all make up these words so i'm dragging today i'm tired because you're not I, amped up we've been we got on the road show. so much and you haven't even been traveling as much as i have this time i went to the aka boule which boule. by the way i got my pink and green pink and green pink and green boule um, right oh don't get them started they love to say we part of boule. The oh you're with boule you with the, the the bougies and whatever and you know the aka's i ain't gonna lie it's some bougie women up in there we are certainly the pretty girls and it is some bougie women in the aka's but there's a lot of women within the uh sorority that are very supportive of our work and they do their own work and you know i was thinking that Every, you know, we're so unfortunately, like in this, we're in this situation where most of us wanna see people really working on like the smoking gun issues, right? So somebody's getting shot and killed and this happened and that happened. And you wanna see folks really working on that, those things because that's like at the heart of you know what is harming our community and and it's and it's very visible and it's very painful it's traumatic and those things are important and uh, certainly we work on that you know every day but there's also a need to keep our kids going to college if they want to go to college right there's also a need to make sure people have good housing clean food people you know get medical uh, their medical needs met their mental health met that their voting rights are protected. And so I'm trying to, as I'm getting older, understand that there are so many different roles that have to be played, that it doesn't mean that just because an entity is not like marching with us, or, you know, and, and out there, you know, whatever, out there. And, and by the way, and by the way, Many AKAs are, many Deltas are, many Zetas are. I mean, we think about Natasha Williams, a council, you know, she's our councilwoman now in Queens. That's our little sister. She's a Delta. She's in the street. You know, she's always out there engaged in, um, you know, fighting for justice. So I think people have the wrong impression. And some of it is because of the sororities and fraternities and some of the positions they take or don't take. So some of it is certainly their fault. However, when I'm really, now that I'm inside and I'm getting to meet more people, I'm, I'm actually learning like, oh, wait a minute, you're, you know, you are AK, I didn't even know that. And it would be somebody like, for instance, uh, attorney Lanita Baker, 
This is a woman who was the lawyer for Breonna Taylor's family. She also was in the street with us when we lived in, in Louisville. She, she was our lawyer, our legal counsel, but she also was a protester. She's an activist. She is a, uh, a, a lawyer who works on social justice cases. She's an AKA. So I think we have to give people um, you know, more, and, and to go back to the original point, uh, which is what I was thinking about while I was on the plane leaving the AKA convention, that, you know, there's so many, when you look at all the work that's being done within the sorority, there's so much happening that also helps our community. And it's unfortunate because we are so, so, so traumatized by the brutality that we don't realize all the time that some of what keeps us going is are things that people are involved in that you may never hear about. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that was just my experience. Well, sounds like a good experience. You know, I just think that everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a role, you know, and we all do different things. And I don't expect, you know, everybody to do what I do, you know, being outside, being on the front line, you know, being visible, being vocal, you know, standing up against certain things publicly. It's not everybody's position, you know, and, and, and we can't expect that. And I think right. I think people's expectations are just are not realistic all the time. So I think, you know, shout out to all of, you know, fraternities and sororities who do what they do and different individuals who play different roles. Some support the movement publicly, some support from behind the scenes, some support it financially, and some just do their own thing. Everybody. And some, and, and some don't do shit. Exactly. We, you know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't, you know what I mean? Like, I wish, I think that the fact that the AKAs brought me in, which is kind of, yes, there are like, you know, uh, there are other civil rights leaders that are part of sororities and fraternities and all of that. So we're not saying that it's unheard of, but you know, with us, we often looked at as like, we way too radical, we, you know, whatever. And the fact that they brought me in, I think that's my role, right? Like I'm not supposed to be there and just, just blend in with everybody else and be quiet, but I have to bring things like Brittany Griner and, you know, a Jalen Walker, Breonna Taylor, Tanisha Chappelle, to the attention of the sorority so that they can find a way to take a position and get more involved. Even if it is just raising money for bail funds and to give money to people on the ground um, who are doing grassroots work. So that's our, that's the role that is, and, and, it is, and it is incumbent upon me to find other like-minded individuals within the sorority and get them with me on the same page about helping to move the sorority more into uh, how they can be, uh, you know, a backbone, if you will, for people who are out there on the ground. So that's, that's, that's what I sort of took away from, you know, as I was leaving, I was thinking, wow, this is an incredible resource. We have 36,000 members, 12,000 of them were at the Boule, which is a conference for people who might not know what a Boule is. Shoot, we should be able to, if we get a dollar from each one of those organizations every month, I mean, each one of those individuals every month, that's a, that can help fund some of the work that's going on out here. Definitely can, man. So, hint. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was, while I was on the plane, I had, I, I don't know, you know, I had so many plane rides um, 
this time. And I will say, because you know, we beat up on the airlines when they messing up. So we have to say that Delta's, they slowly but surely trying to get it together because sure. I took six flights in the last five days or four, four, four or five days. I can't even remember. And not one was delayed or nor was it, um, it wasn't delayed or canceled. And my luggage made it on each connection. So it all went well. So that means that something is happening where they're trying to get better. They sent out an email from Delta saying that they apologize to all their customers because they know that their shit has been all over the place. But I was sitting there thinking, and I should know this, but who the hell controls the airlines? Like who is it? Because guess what? The plane tickets though, whoa. Like the price of plane tickets, those six flights, Two, one of them was paid for by another entity, but every other flight, either we had to pay for it as an organization or I paid for it personally. I know that it was in excess of $5,000 and I didn't even pay for, I think one flight I paid for first class. All the rest of them I paid for like comfort. And then of course, you know, got an upgrade because of uh, our, your and mine, we both have diamond status. Yo, bruh, like, that's a lot of money. And I'm trying to figure out who's in charge. 30,000 bags are, were in London somewhere where people couldn't get their luggage. Our friend Jennifer Williams, 10 days, she couldn't get her luggage. Who is in charge? Like, who is the boss of the, the airport, the airline? The boss is the boss, man. The man, is making, the man behind the scenes is making the money, man. So they just make the decisions? That's it. He just decided you never see him. You ever see, I think it's, I'm going to get you sucker. It's, it's, a, it's a movie where you know, they talking about the man and they all trying to see the man. He's just some white dude. In, at the end, he's just a regular white dude and he just controlling everything. And they back in the days, they always say the man. The man is in control. It's the man. That's who's controlling the airports. The man. The man got a grip on the airlines, buddy. Because I don't understand it. He getting, he getting a, a pretty penny. Well, they say it's gas prices, but yo, nah. Like, yo, to go from New York to Kentucky, the price of a ticket being $1,000 in coach, what the heck? That's, that's, that's like, what are we talking about? And in our situation, this is why when people try to say, oh, why are we... Uh, you know, uh, uh, you raising money, you, you got your cash app on your bio, which we never did talk about that, uh, you know, when people were questioning you about the cash app and the bio, but, oh, you know, uh, you, you know, y'all out here trying to get money Four people, four people in our organization. And that's just four. Mind you, we still have other members of our team, Jules, Stephen Green, different individuals that also need to be in certain places with us for certain reasons. But if you just start with us four, that's $4,000 coach, automatically, hotel, get there, depending on the whatever's going on, it might have to be security and a driver, but in some situations, we either rent a car or we Uber. But, for, but a lot of times we can't do that just because of the nature of what it is that we're dealing with. How do people think that ten thousand dollars? That's food, everything. How does it get paid? I don't know. I don't know. They think you know osmosis. They think that you know falls out the sky. You know, and the work we do is just 
irrelevant. It's not worth anything. I, I, you know, I don't. I stop trying to figure out what people think because the reality is, when you're not involved in this work, and you don't, this is not your purpose or your passion. Your, your vision and your view of it really doesn't matter, right? Because the families that we help that call us and need us to be there and be on call and be at these meetings and be at rallies and press conferences and just just holding their hand, period. You know what I'm saying? They 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 don't. They're grateful. You know, they they're, they're very much grateful for us in, in in the work that we put in. You know, and how we support them and uplift them and make sure that their family members situations don't go unnoticed. So whatever that whatever that comes with, you know, the negativity of people who don't value us or don't see what it is we come, that's that's part of that's what it is, man. They they where I say they crucified Jesus Christ, man. That's it. We ain't we, nowhere near Jesus. So what makes us nowhere think near Jesus. Jesus? So you know what they're gonna do to us. So <laughs> I'm all for it. So news stories. Um one that was super disturbing was the Brazilian doctor. They done kicked you off the Instagram damn near all the way. All yeah, man, Instagram. Yeah, I got to talk to me about this because I don't understand. I, I I seen the video. You showed me the video two days ago. And I didn't post it up because I'm like, all right. But then there was an edited version that was on D.L. Ugly's page. Right, because yeah. I showed you the raw, uncut, uncut yeah. footage. Somebody sent it to me. And then and when I see... Earthquake posted it, DL is on every blog site in the world, and they took it off my page and suspended my lives. You know, and so I don't know what it is. We have, a, we have a ticket in for them to check what's going on. Yeah, something is going on. It's not making sense because immediately, because what happened is I put it up twice. The first time I thought it didn't post because it was on the page and there wasn't no comments for like 30 minutes. So I'm looking like this doesn't make sense. So I took it down and then reposted it. And then I went my thing and it was like, oh, this, you know, um, new nature, sexual content. And it's like, there's no sexual content. You, 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 you infer based on the title what's going on. You can see him moving around, but you don't see any woman. You don't see any genitalia. You don't see anything. So, you know, I don't know. Said, but, but then you said the man should be castrated. I, but I said in situations like this, I support <laughs> castration. Any man, my thing is this, man, when you willingly... And Wait, did we even tell people what happened with the Brazilian no, we doctor? We didn't, right? The Brazilian doctor who was performing. Uh, um, no, he wasn't. He was in the. He was on the medical team. Oh, he was on the medical team for a woman who was beginning a C-section. Yeah, she's getting the same. And she was under anesthesia, and um, I think he was the anesthesiologist. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the but he was, that's his job. His job because when people people are like, why is he on this side of the sheet? He was there because he's supposed to be monitoring the yeah. patient and making sure she doesn't wake up in the middle of a um a C-section. So what they had uh, they said that prior there were other victims that mm -hmm. had been getting too much anesthesia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they, they started to pay attention because they wanted to see what was going on. And this is how they caught him on camera, actually putting his penis inside the mouth of the woman while she was un, you know, under. And um, he was doing all types of things with her. And I think he actually even ejaculated and wiped her mouth off and all this. It was, mm -hmm. it was you yeah. know, just pretty disgusting. So I said to myself, any man who would do some shit like that, 
I support castration. Like I, I really, I don't think you deserve a penis at that point. Certain shit that men do, especially sexual crimes of that nature, and that are uh, that disgusting that you violate a woman in that regard, then you you lose the privilege of your penis. That's oh just- my god. That I mean, I'm not saying I don't disagree, but that's you. It's a different country that you have to live in where that would be the answer. I think I think if that was the answer, I think people would stop. It's, it's, I think I think people would stop forcibly and in, in doing things like that, raping women, if they knew that at the end of it, they wouldn't have a penis. They get caught. They whoa, whoa. It has that, to be to deter you from certain things, right? Yeah, raping women and children. And because in certain, me- in certain countries, right, they give you the um the medicine that stops you 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 from even having the urge to have sex. So it's the same thing. Well, let me just tell you this real quick. In New York and across the country, it's happened to people a number of times. Andrew Yang, he his wife said that a doctor um, had done the same thing to her. She felt like when she woke up from, um, I think, an OBGYN appointment that, uh, you know, a visit that she knew that she that that um, she knew basically that the doctor had sex with her right? He numbed her some kind of way where she was laying there, couldn't do anything, couldn't move, but she felt it. Cy Vance, the district attorney in New York City, the the, the most recent, he's former now, but he was just a district attorney. This is the same guy that after it came out that the uh, prosecutor for the Central Park Five Mm-hmm. That she had been involved in, you know, in 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 basically, uh, uh, what you call prosecutorial prosecutorial misconduct, and we said that he needed to go back and open the books and look through all of her cases or many of her cases to see whether there were other people like the Central Park Five who were in prison for and and they had and their and their cases had been tampered with based upon her being um a criminal a damn crook as the prosecutor right he didn't want to do that he also did not want to investigate and charge the the doctor who andrew yang's wife accused didn't take long before all of these women came forward to say that the same doctor did it to them and then of course at that point he had no choice but to prosecute but he didn't believe andrew yang's wife Wow. Then after after we learned this, women from all over the country start coming forward to say that the same thing is happening to them. So can you imagine? And of course, this woman, she's a darker skinned woman in Brazil, so looks like a, a, a you know a, a black Brazilian woman. Imagine what's happening to black women. We already are not being properly treated when we go to medical facilities. We're not getting things that we need. We don't get the proper pain medicine. Imagine if it's happening to all women. Imagine what's happening to black women when they go to the doctor or you have to be under anesthesia and there's no one from your family or anyone in there to watch what's going on. It's probably so out of control that we would be like be devastated if we knew the stats. Yeah, it probably is, man. It's- it's disgusting, man. Just hearing it, thinking it, trying to figure out the mind state that comes 
with some bullshit like that, man. I, I'm praying for women. Um, you know, I'm hoping they catch all these sick individuals and, you know, and then punish Might be cameras people. in the medical rooms. Yeah, at some point, because this is too much. It's, it's, you know, when you when you commit and permit them to put you on the anesthesia, like you pretty much putting your life into somebody's hands. So what's to protect you, right? Who's to be able to say what happens to you while you're under anesthesia? So I think that's something that people should look into. After when you under anesthesia, there should be cameras in the rooms where you under anesthesia to make sure that the doctors and whoever um, are doing what they're supposed to do. You know, yeah, that, that's that's something that really needs to come out of this situation as a like a policy, you know, for real. Um, OK, so Styles P, speaking of cameras and that's your guy. Yeah, shout out to Styles. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, I spoke to his wife and she's like. She didn't say much, but just like, because that's scary when you see your husband and the police having an encounter. And we know from watching the video, the officer just wished the camera wasn't there because he was holding his gun. He wanted to, he wanted to do something. He's smirking. He wanted to do something. Tell people exactly what happened. Does anybody know what what was what the woman was being arrested? For? Well, I, I I've seen, I've actually seen the full footage, right? And um what happened was. The young lady was doing DoorDash and um, she was on a vehicle. I don't know if she had the proper license for the vehicle, if she had the registration for the vehicle. So they pulled, the police walked up and seen the vehicle and then her and another- It was like a bike? Yeah. Okay, was, that's not a vehicle, is it? Like a, it's like a little moped or something like okay. that. I don't know exactly what it is. So, um, so her and another young lady came outside and, and the officer asked for her license, and I don't believe she actually had a license. Oh, you know? So what happened was she was like, she was trying to find a license. The officer was like, well, she's like, well, she's like, I'm just doing my job. I'm just giving a delivery, this and that, this and that. And she tried to take the bike and run on the bike. It was like oh. she grabbed, she grabbed the bike and tried to push the bike. Like you, you're not gonna run far on the bike. Well, right. she could have got a ticket. If yeah, so, so that was, she ran with the bike. They ran right behind us. I said, no, no, no. So she she throws the bike. Please don't take my bike. You're taking my bike. So what happened at that point, the officer grabbed her to arrest her. And he was very forceful. And he, after he already had her, it's two of them. He didn't have to throw the woman to the ground. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was very, it was excessive force. And, and, and that's what Styles see. Styles watched them chase her and watched him pick literally grab her by her arm and just toss her to the ground and he was saying to himself like you didn't have to do that like you already had a it was no need for you to throw no woman to the ground like that you know and and that's where the altercation comes and, and it's, it's it's you know there are people going to say oh she should have never ran and that wasn't excessive force and and i understand what you're saying but the reality to me is like the police and the community have to we have to live in unison, right? We have to be, the police has to have the respect of the community, right? So when you're doing things that are excessive force, when you don't have to give, you know, throw a woman to the ground, when you can grab a woman, there's two of you officers, and you can literally grab her and just put cuffs on her without throwing her to the ground. Like, why, why isn't that something that is taught? Right? Why isn't that something that you see to yourself to say, you know what? All right, I understand this woman is scared. She's, she's, you know, she didn't want to lose her vehicle. She didn't try to harm her. She didn't. She's not of a threat to us. Why do we need to throw her on her face to the ground and, and put handcuffs on? Right. So 
you know, there are people on both sides that say, oh, you know, she should have never ran and this and that. And, and for me, you know, I understand that, you, you know, she she violated the law, arrest her. I just think that we have to, we have, the way that we police our communities, you know, is is going to determine the respect that the officers get, you know? And then what happens in those situations is us as men and Styles did what I would have did. You know, I would have looked and said, yo, why would you throw that woman to the ground? Like that was some real bitch shit. Like he said, you did some whole, whole, whole shit. Like you threw a woman to the ground and you already had her. You didn't have to do that. You know, and at that point, and we and we constantly see these things, you know. So at some point, it is the officer's job to repair the relationship between community and officers. It's not our job because we don't have, you know, most individuals from the community, we're not trained in de-escalation. We're not paid to do de-escalation. We're not paid to interact with other people. So you're dealing with common people who have no training, who are just dealing with emotions, who are angry. So as the professional, the person who's being paid, the person who's supposed to protect and serve, it is your job to create the relationship that makes it easier for you to do your job in your community, not harder. Yeah, well, listen, here's my opinion, and it's very brief. Two things can be true at the same time. She should not have ran. She probably should have had all the right licensing, which is a whole conversation. Because we could do a whole show about vendors who don't have licenses to sell things on the street, but they're trying not to sell drugs or hurt anybody. And by the way, just for anybody who wants to know, the vendor's licenses in New York Basically, the city has given them all out. So in order to get new vendors licenses, which there's a bunch of people on a waiting list to get their license to be a vendor, which is in, in essence, entrepreneurship, people selling hats, socks, the things that they are purchasing wholesale and bringing it to the community and selling it, you know, all kinds of things, oils, shit that folk be wanting, right? Like things that you, I've seen you say many times, yo, I gotta, I'm, we, we about to travel to wherever and you like, yo, I need to get some t-shirts. Let me run down the block. You know what I'm saying? And go see whoever your people are poppy that you know got white t-shirts, right? So vendors, their licenses, the city has given them all out. And the only way to get new licenses is for there to be legislation passed. So it has to go through a whole city council process so that the licenses can get opened again to be able to, to distribute to vendors. So now you're talking about something that could take to a whole nother maybe year or two to get finalized because it's not a priority. And meanwhile, they throwing vendors, you see the women on the train selling their little whatever, the little oranges and whatever it is, the waters, they throw, throwing women in jail, knocking them down, taking their stuff, throwing it out, all kinds of crazy shit happens. So we could do a whole show just to talk about this woman not having the proper license to do DoorDash. I'm sure there were many issues in terms of how she could get that license and what it takes and who's here to help her. We're not disputing any of those things. Right, we, I, we already know, we can imagine. Nonetheless, you need to have a license. And if you do get stopped, you can't just go running from the police. So we agree with that. Nobody's gonna argue with that. But we can also say that the way in which police officers deal with black bodies is out of control because they, they do not, 
I don't, you could show, send me some videos. Nobody ever does. Where do they take white women and take them and throw them to the ground? Who's maybe out there? Oh, maybe it's because a lot of white women are not doing DoorDash, or maybe it's because many of them have their license. Now that's a question of equity. Why is that happening? So there's so many things baked in the pie here yeah. that need to be, you know, that we need to break down. And that means that when you start being judgmental and say, well, she shouldn't have done this and she shouldn't have done that, you also got to question why the system even puts us in certain situations where ultimately you're going to be in contact with police. So, you know, I think I think you are 100 percent right that Styles did the right thing to step in. And because what he did do, because remember, there were two cops on him. So she was experiencing even more physical aggression with two officers. And what he did do was took the attention of one officer off of her. So that gave, you know, gives a little bit of ease. And he told her, lighten up, sis, you know, don't tense your body up so that they can get arrest you and do what you need to do. But he got one officer to focus on him. And that officer now is no longer engaged in throwing this woman around. So yeah. it's a lot to be unpacked with that. But moving all along, the supermarket in Buffalo has reopened. Um, and, you know, I got a lot of, uh, I got a text message from a young man who we had on the show, Jamil Cruz, who, who deals with a lot of people in Buffalo. You know, he's, he's a well-known um, leader in the Buffalo area, in that area. And he is, you know, he basically said, I don't even know how to feel about this. You know, we need the supermarket in that community because his office is two blocks away we need the supermarket but and it's been renovated but the but the idea of it like just going to the supermarket it's got to be traumatizing for those people it has to be when you when you think about you know the last image that mm -hmm. we've seen mm -hmm. inside of that supermarket right mm -hmm. and then there are family members who that's the last image that they've seen some of their family members alive mm -hmm. right you know, it's it's traumatizing. So, you know, that community has a lot of just work to do in just getting over that. So to see that that can happen and then that business goes right back to business a few months later, you know, it's, it, it says something. But you they know? need their supermarket. Exactly what, what I'm going to tell you, it says two things. It says that that community is in such dire needs that they can't even grieve properly, right? And then it also says that the, the bodies who are actually lost in that community, you know, the community, because because that store, whatever, that opportunity, they can open, they could pretty much probably say, you know what, we're gonna build something across the street. You know, because we've seen lots out there that weren't being used. We're gonna, you know what we're gonna do, we're gonna create something over here across the street, but it also says that, you know, those bodies, I don't, I don't know if certain, you know, edifices and and buildings like that in the past have been opened as quickly, you know, after a traumatic situation like this. Right. Well, the but schools not. usually the schools they close like they closed Uvalde and other schools. It was at the end of the year anyway, but they basically closed them down, and some of them have been condemned. They're not opening them anymore. I think they probably should have torn the supermarket down. And like you said, they should have built somewhere else. 
because I think just going, like I couldn't even walk to the front of the supermarket. When I was there and we were filming and whatnot, I couldn't get, my legs just would not walk to where those people, like, you know, you can't, you can't get exactly to where people were shot, but you could get close enough. And I just couldn't do it. And, and I think the other part that's traumatizing is like, I've been watching the news. Of course, we watch the news every day. I've watched the news all night. I watch the news any, all, all the time. It's, it's, the, it's the main thing that's on my TV, phone. If I'm on a plane, I'm watching CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, right? I ain't seen nothing about these people. The families in Buffalo, it's like it just didn't even happen. Don't hear nothing about it. I was glad to see that the president did have the oldest person killed in uh, Miss Whitfield, killed in Buffalo. He did have her, her son, uh, Mr. Whitfield, speak at the signing of the, um, the Safer Communities Act. And, he, and, and Mr. Whitfield talked about white supremacy. So that was a good thing. But I don't know, you know, that supermarket, it might be hard for me to go there. It is. It's going to be hard for a lot of people to go there. So, you know, my prayers go out to the community, to the families, you know, and um, hopefully, you know, there, there's some level of, you know, ease slowly and the trauma gets dealt with and they're able to heal from it. And, you know, that brings us to what our guest is about, right? And when you look at all these things, it's recession, right? When we talk about the DoorDash situation. We're talking about people trying to make some money in no situation. People frustrated. They're out here trying to sell this. You talk about the reason why the, 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 we need to get the supermarket back open, right? People are dealing with so much, so many financial issues. Like, is there really, it's really a recession? You know, I'm going out and when you and when you go out, it's not even the same no more. People ain't even going out. They're trying to save their little coin, man. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's a different it's a different energy outside, man. I've heard a lot of um um financial analysts, friends of ours talk about you need to brace yourself for this recession, and and you and you actually see it. You look at like you said, you talk about airplane airplane ticket prices. We talk about gas prices, like everything is at the highest. It's pretty much been in my lifetime. I haven't seen things this high. You know, there was a there's a meme on Instagram now where they said a twenty dollar bill is like a dollar bill. So that brings us to our topic on inflation, recession, and how money is just hard to come by right now. Yeah, is it hard to come by, or is it just not so good to spend? I don't know. We gonna find. I think out. it's both. I think it's a both. I think you know. I think certain individuals have access right to to be able to do things and. Do out during the pandemic, new ways of creating money came about. Yeah. You know, and old ways dissipated. You know, there are a lot of people who was making money different ways before that is no longer relevant now. So they trying to complete whole markets disappeared. Mm. Whole markets and ways of people making money disappeared. And and the money that they making just completely dried up. So it's a lot going on out here. Okay, so let's bring our guest in to talk about this today. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. 
Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. 
Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. She comes highly recommended. Um, and uh, you know us, we'll run our mouths the whole time, but we are not the experts. So we have Star Malone Song uh, to come and join us. And, you know, I love that name. I just love it. Malone Song. I need to, you know, be saying that all the time. The, a personal finance strategist and the founder of She Building Her where they help women transition from making money to building sustainable wealth. That's a really, really important thing that we can make the money, but we need to be wealthy. Uh, And so thank you so much, Star, for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. There's so much to talk about. My son, maybe you want to kick it off because I'm trying to figure out, are we in a recession or not? Like they say we're going towards one, but it feels like we're in one now. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what do you say about our, our current financial state of the world right now, state of America? Like, what do you say? Okay, so I take an, a non-traditional, t- I have a non-traditional take on this subject, okay? So I'm just put that out there now. Um, yeah. For me, <laughs> for me, I feel there's a couple of things. This is kind of a loaded question. First of all, when it comes to recession, recessions can only be declared in hindsight, like in actuality. So they can't say like, oh, we're going into a recession. Like the economy cannot know if we were experiencing a recession until we have come through the recession or have been in it for a particular amount of time. The other thing is, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of buzzwords going around. So people are kind of really blurring the line between recession and inflation. So mm-hmm. we are definitely feeling the effects of inflation, but I don't know that we're necessarily feeling the effects of a recession right now. What's so, the difference? Tell the difference. Okay, that's a great question. So recession, um, so first of all, inflation is the easiest. Inflation just literally hits your pockets. You feel it when you go in the grocery store, when you go to the gas tank, when you um, try to you know, rent a, a space, you feel it because that means that the interest rates have gone up. That means, well, not that the interest rates have gone up. It means that the cost of goods and services are more, right? And so um, inflation is a natural thing. We've had this problem of consistent inflation since like the 70s, right, in the United States. We understand that it's always been a problem because the cost of goods and services are going up, yet everything else is remaining stagnant in, in terms of like salaries and things like that, right? So inflation is not new it is being um, exasperated by everything else with the gas prices and all the things. So it just feels really heavy right now, but it's not new. We've been experiencing it forever. That's, That's inflation. Recession is when the economy domestically and globally look at 
a few different factors. They look at government spending, consumer spending, big business spending, and um, net exports, right? So like, are we selling as a country, are we selling more than we're buying, right? Exporting more than we're importing. And so all of those factors combined creates a recession. If you have a constant downturn for a couple of cycles or a couple of quarters, they say, oh, we're in a recession. My non-traditional take on that is that A, we, most marginalized people have been left out of the global and really the domestic wealth building conversation. And so we don't really fall into the categories of government spending, of export, of, you know, um, big business. When I say big business, I'm talking about these trillion dollar businesses. We don't really fall into these categories. And so recession mm-hmm. has very little effect on us personally. It's like mm-hmm. one of the times in which we can actually just put our head down and be like, that's y'all business. Cause like, are y'all in a recession or are we in a recession? Because Mm -hmm. you may not be in a recession personally, right? Even though on a larger scale, they're saying, oh, we're in a recession, but like, you know, is 80% of your wealth wrapped up in government contracts or exporting goods or services or even the stock market probably not to the normal person so you may not actually be experiencing a recession but what but 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 doesn't it impact jobs and you know other parts of the industry that that does actually impact everyday individuals or am i Absolutely. No, absolutely. So that falls into that big business spending. Are they spending money? They spend money on people, right? And they give us our healthcare, they match our 401ks, they pay salaries, things like that. Um, And so they want to know if big businesses are spending money and that would fall, us having jobs would fall in that category. Mm. Now, the only, not the only, and I want to like, because you cannot declare any of this beforehand all of this is just predictions and and point of views right so my point of view is the real only space that you would feel a recession um, as kind of a marginalized person is a in job loss so to prepare for a recession you should have a candid conversation with your employer and find out their intentions are you all planning to lay off period Mm. right and then um if your business, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or just a business owner in general, if you have business to business contracts or if you have, you know, if your business relies on government contracts, you might, you will start to fill it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unlikely that you'll fill it in the housing market right now. As the housing market declines, people are still doing well. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's only like those two areas that personally people will likely feel a recession, losing mm-hmm. a job which we don't know because it hasn't, the huge layoffs has, haven't happened, right? We had mm-hmm. the great resignation, but the huge layoff situation hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And COVID prepared us for that. We're still in survival mode. So when people got laid off during COVID, a lot of people turned to entrepreneurship and things like that. And so COVID kind of prepared us for this moment. And so it's not going to be such a slap in the face as you know it would have been if you know pre-COVID era. Mm. Okay, so what I want to figure out is this: so inflation is pretty much harming people of color, right? Hundred percent. Recession is not really our thing. That's big business. That's you know those people who goods and import and export. So okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So what can the average person do 
during in, during this inflation time to kind of prepare, kind of offset? Like, what are some strategies that you would recommend? So I think the first thing, and I know no one ever wants to hear about mindset because they're like, that horse is beat. But I really feel like everyone needs to just take a moment, right? Breathe and get your mindset in order and make sure that your mindset is in alignment and you have intentions. What am I trying to get out of this particular period in in our life or in this economy, right? And so you stop, you get your mindset together. Mm-hmm. Let's not give into the fear that they are pushing on us, right? Because there's marketing in everything, in, including economics and things like that. So on the internet, on everywhere that you see, they are beating us with fear. Do not give into it, right? Just stop for a second and understand and assess yourself personally. The next thing you do is, when you need to be responsible or accountable to your money, create a spending plan. A spending plan is a budget. We at She Building Her don't use the word budget anymore because the women said it feels too restrictive. So we create spending plans, okay, not budgets. But um, you create a spending plan. Look, do you have your emergency fund in order, right? Where are you holding your emergency fund? Get you a high yield savings account, right? Because as if, as the feds want inflation to come down, they raise the interest rates. When the interest rates are raised, that means money is more expensive to borrow, right? So if you have your money inside of a high yield savings account with a bank, that bank's interest rates are going up. So you're getting paid more on the money that you're leaving in there, right? So you want an emergency fund, but not just that you want an emergency fund, you want to sit it inside of a high yield savings account, right? You want to- um, how, much, how much would you say that- the average person, average woman, since we were talking about she building her, even though my son says she building him too. But uh, how much would you say a woman needs to have in the emergency fund? Okay, so you have this like ideal number of like six to nine months, but mm-hmm. then you also see that like in New York, rent for the first time is on average of $5,000. Do people have six months worth $5,000 just in rent, not including utilities, car note, insurance, groceries, all these things? Is it possible? Like if it's ideal to have six months, if you cannot have six months, like start at two months, right? Mm -hmm. And during those two months, work your ass Work your butt. Oh, we say ass shit everything on this show. <laughs> get Work your ass. That's another right. month that in there. Is. You know, just start where you are with what you have. Don't get wrapped up in the I should have this because when you get wrapped up in that, you feel incompetent, and then you just you like you know what yellow. <laughs> I I don't got nothing, and that's just it is what it is. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. We don't want that. Just start with where you are. So ideally six months, if that's not possible, just whatever you have, start putting it to the side and saving it. So you were giving some more tips on things that people should do. Yeah, so create your spending plan. Make sure you have an emergency fund, some sort of emergency fund set up. Make sure your credit is okay, just in case you need to get some, um, you need to get some help and, and start borrowing some money, a credit card or something like that to float you. Um, you should put it inside of a high yield savings account have a conversation with your employer to see if layoffs are coming, right? And then understand like opportunities in terms of like double down on your skill set because inflation cannot just, like we would like to just be like, 
let the gas prices go back to the, where they were. Let the you know food prices and housing prices go back to what they were. But sometimes deflation is just as detrimental as inflation. So mm. they cannot just drop everything because we will still be in a bad situation. Mm. So it's kind of like this perfect storm happening. So really the bottom line is like, keep your head down and work. Just go and like stay focused on what you've been doing to generate money and income double down on your skill set if you have a business like just make sure you over delivering retaining clients because you may not mm-hmm. get new clients at the moment you know um just you just stay keep your mindset aligned with wealth building that is just the bottom line right so if you're like a hairstylist make sure you on time taking care of your clients properly learning new skills so that you can keep your people happy because you may not be able, you know, other people might be like, I'm wearing braids for the next six months. Cause I'm, you know, I can't afford to be going back and forth to the hair salon. My son is laughing because he know I, I'm, he knows I'm always. No, but even that, right. Put PayPal after pay on your website and let your clients book that way. Put them on a payment plan. If you know that your client typically gets braids every six months, put that woman on a payment plan to pay you for every single month for 12 months so you can do her hair twice in a year like you wow. need to get innovative you need to start understanding wow. your client and your customer and f- meeting them where they're where they are we got into this like false sense of like you need me I don't need you as business owners which is kind of like that's crazy. a fact crazy <laughs> but the reality is you need to meet your client or your customer where he or she is and so whatever you can do to accommodate them because they want your goods or services but whatever you can do to accommodate them you need to get innovative and start implementing that now you know because now you're providing them the security of knowing my lifestyle doesn't have to just drop out and you're providing yourself the financial security of knowing you're going to retain that client long term mm. sounds good so so this is a, a question that I ask all the time. Right now, so since we're dealing with inflation and also the quote-unquote recession that really doesn't affect us, what do you think like would be good investments, right? What would be the right now in this time? What, would, what business should, should we be looking to start and, and things of that nature? What's the opportunities? Yeah, yeah opportunities. the opportunities. Okay. 100%. Line. So re- recession definitely creates financial opportunities, right? 2020 was declared a recession. It was the shortest recession in history. But in 2020, like the number, like 1% of American adults became millionaires for the first time, right? Mm. And the number of millionaires went from like 5 million people to 56 million people, right? In 2020, in the height of all the crazy, right? So recession and really just, unfavorable situations create points of opportunity period in most industries. But um, I'd say this, there's a list. So me personally, I would say you need to be looking into stocks, bonds, crypto, real estate, which real estate is not my lane. So I don't really go into that, but real estate and in terms of businesses to start, that is like a thousand percent, not my lane. (laughs) So I wouldn't even give any suggestions there, but in terms of um, investing, I think you need to take advantage of stocks, bonds, and cryptocurrency. We know about bonds. Talk about bonds. 
Okay, so stocks are equity, right? So you buy a stock, you own a little piece of a company that's doing well. So when that company makes money, you make money. You It's equity, it's ownership. Bonds is debt. It's basically an IOU. You put your money here, You it could be given to a corporation, it could be given to the government. There are different kinds of bonds. You put your money into this bond, you're basically saying, hey, I'm willing to lock my money here for a given amount of time if you give me my money back plus interest on this specific date, right? And so the higher amount of the bond, the more money you put in there for a corporation to pull and use at their discretion or the government to pull and use at their discretion, the higher the interest rate is gonna be on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because the more you know, money makes money, right? Um, and so in times like this, when interest rates are going up to bring inflation down, if you put your money in a bond and interest rates are going up, you're just gonna like be making more and more money on that IOU that you gave to a government or to a corporation to use. And so it's really, like I said, keep your mindset aligned and with intention and know like, hey, can I do without this five, $10,000 for three, five years, 10 years? The, long, the more money and the longer you let it sit, the more money you're gonna make on it. Because they leave the loan shop. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, like all of these illegal activities, yeah. the, the inspiration came behind from yeah. legal activities. Or yeah, maybe, leave it, leave maybe it the legal activities came from the legal activities. Actually, you never right. know. Just like we look at we look at bootlegging liquor back in the days, right? They wasn't selling liquor first. People started making it and selling it. And then the, the legal people say, you know what? We could do that. Just like weed, the weed industry. It, it was founded in the hood. They were selling weed in the hood before they had these dispensaries. So don't be, listen, I'm just keeping it leave real. It to a, oh, leave it to the Negro to know how to Negro the situation. I've been, I've been outside. Yeah. No, I feel it. Although they were selling cocaine before the streets were selling cocaine. Okay, yeah, they was. That's that's the first thing they did. They definitely was selling that first. So I know that just took a left turn. She looking at us like- no, no, no. <laughs> to say because you think about poppy seeds and all of that stuff like so they were all they always had a way to get high or yeah. you know a way to huh always I yeah. said 100 yes oh yeah oh you agree okay I, I thought y'all was saying I'm wrong no so yeah like they they always had some kind of way to get high you know I don't even know because I, I want to like I need to find out when we talk to our friends in Africa what were we using for the euphoric feeling? I'm sure it's something. Mushrooms. Yeah, Mushroom. Yeah. Mushroom. Oh my God. We were using the mushrooms. Girl, they've been. Shrooms is the thing. Shrooms. Look at this guy. I'm just merely telling you the street name. The street name. Okay. So, anyway, let's get back <laughs> on track here we are trying to educate folks on what we need to be doing in this moment so let me just recap inflation is what hurts so so we're hurting right now because people are definitely hurting you can't travel with your family you go to the grocery store because your your paycheck is the same and in some situations because of covid and whatnot it might even be less because you may not even have the same, like you said, my son, whole industries have been gutted, basically. Things that people were doing in the past, there's not even a need for it. So even I just think about like, you know, there's probably some, we don't know the numbers, but there's got to be some decline in transportation, like Ubers and all of that, because people are working from home. 
you know, so you, you got that situation, you're trying to balance it out. And then, and then so the son, because it's way more people that want to be Ubers, right? Before they used to be like, oh, you get an Uber, you make this amount of money. Now it's so much money. many more Ubers out there and yeah. there's less money to be made. Yeah. And then you look you know at- the number, the number one place of inflation is in new and used car sales. Wow. New and used car sales. Mm -hmm. So wow. some people, a lot of people are forced to use things like Uber and Lyft and stuff like that because it's hella expensive. Like I know y'all are, are both y'all in New York? Yeah. And do parking. New have cars? Yeah, we do actually. We have two <laughs> damn cars. That's the okay. But guess what? But guess what? Parking is trash in New York. Like the cost of parking at the studio where we shoot when we're able to go into studio for this show the parking lot used to be like, what was it, my son, like $50 or something, which is ridiculous. And now it's like $80 to park for a few hours. So I just read an article about in New York, they are converting um, structures to parking structures and they're selling a spot for a million dollars. Yes. Each spot yes. for a million dollars. But, and people were like, that is so crazy. And I'm like, well, when you really think about it, it's really not that crazy because if you can get a mortgage or something on that million dollar spot, you then own it. And so you can, it's kind of like Airbnb. You can Airbnb it out, right? Not like tech, you know, but it's not that crazy when you think about annually how much you spend to park there. And versus how much you spend in transportation costs or, or other short-term parking. Like mm -hmm. it sounds crazy, but a million dollars for a lifetime parking spot is not crazy. Well, this is, this, what you're saying is a fact because when I lived on Park Avenue and 37th street for like 10 years and the building had a parking lot and we had the means. So it's not like we couldn't, but I, but at the time, or the, the person that I lived with, which, um, um, he, he was, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? He was very financially stable. That's the point. But he also was a person who didn't want to spend money <laughs> on anything. So the building's parking spot was like $350,000 for the spot every year. And he's like, nah, I'm going across the street. We're going to walk three blocks or whatever for the other thing. But the other spot was, you know, ridiculous, like some 6000 or something dollars a month. It's just ridiculous. It's in the end, it still is way too much money for a person like you, like not you, but me, I can't afford it. So this is why you get priced out of living in certain communities because there's no way that you can afford to keep up your car, to keep up the mortgage or rent or whatever payments. The food prices are super high. Just buying a sandwich down the street is a $15 purchase. A sandwich, a juice, and a, and a, and a bag of chips. It's $15 on the corner of where I used Four to Four chicken wings in the Chinese restaurant are $7. I, I, I was... I was where in the hood in the hood seven, oh, I could not believe they told me that I <laughs> said seven dollars for four chicken wings are you kidding me <laughs> we spent twenty dollars well we were spending twenty dollars we just figured this out we spent twenty dollars a day on me and my husband a cup of coffee in the morning wow. every day. one cup or two well one cup for me one cup for him so two cups is twenty dollars total ten dollars not by starbucks no it's dutch bros Yo, it's, it's, it's a it's, California it's, thing. Yeah. So inflation, to recap, is inflation crazy. is what hits us. In recession, there are some things, but overall, when the country is going through a recession, 
people are pretty much stable. Like they're just, you know, our marginalized folks in our communities is just like, we've been doing this. We're going to keep on doing the same things we've been doing and make Let and you people deal with this stuff. Right. As long as you keep your job. And as long as you keep your job. And it's like one of those things where it's kind of like, when I hear main media talk about recession, I'm like, oh, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome ah, to the club. I'm ah. glad you guys are feeling it. You guys, like, when y'all are going through it, it's a damn recession. When we going through it, it's laziness. Like, right. Make it make sense. When the math ain't mathing for y'all, it's a damn global crisis. Wow. But the math have not been mathing for us for a long time. And we've been stuck in the survival mode. So we're going to make it do what it do regardless. Because mm -hmm. we have no options. You know, we're going to stay in that. You, we're going to stay thriving. Our version of thriving. Whatever our version of thriving is, we're going to stay there while they are up in arms and trying to push their fear on us. Let them have their fear and we just going to just continue to do what we've been doing. Well, I think that's a great way Sounds to great. you. It's like, hey, it's like, just don't spend excess money, basically. That's the whole point is. Mm -hmm. Spend on your area of opportunity that you're going to dominate during this recession. If it's stocks, if it's crypto, if it's real estate, whatever you're going to step into and dominate, because opportunity is going to arise, right? Whatever it is, you need to just say, all right, you know what? I can't afford to really take on real estate right now. All right. Stocks are much cheaper to get into, right? Especially with all these splits happening. Stocks mm -hmm. are much cheaper to get into. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to go heavy into my investing in the stock market because I'm going to pick one of these areas to dominate because three years, five years from now, I'm not going to be left here saying, I just tightened up the ropes and refused to spend anything. You are going to have to spend in order to triple your net worth within the next five years as mm. we come out of this recession season. Like you got to spend, just spend on the right things. Spend on the right things. Like my bags and shoes is not exactly going to help <laughs> me. So I need to spend on something different. Um, I, you, I dang, let me just take my, my question real quick. It was that you were saying spend on the, oh, and I think spend what sometimes what we don't understand or we don't consider is that training courses and you know sessions to learn more about the industry that you want to be in that's a part of the spending. That's an investment. Making sure you educate. It's an investment in yourself. Mm -hmm. It lets you go further, faster, and we need to get there faster because we're getting lapped in this whole wealth wealth race right now. So you need to go further, faster. So if you find someone that you align with that can teach you a, a skill set or um, you know a strategy that's going to help you go further, faster, invest. Mm. Invest. I love that. Thank you so much, Star. I appreciate you so much for coming on Street Politicians. And we've got to have, we always have men on the show who talk about, you know, financial wealth. And, um, you know, this is an area that a lot of our brothers really are excelling. They really are in the investment space. You know, we've had some great shows uh, that have done well in terms of the number of people listening. But I'm always saying, where are the women that know this work as well and here we have you today um from she building her and so thank you so much for coming on we've got to have you back thank you can i just drop just 
a little strategy right at the end here. Please. Just, so I know we've been talking about the mindset around investing and stuff, but just like the strategic stuff, if you're listening, get out a pen. I need you to diversify your assets, right? So we're going to buy stocks. We're going to buy bonds. We're going to buy cryptocurrency. We're going to buy real estate. When it comes to stocks, I need you to make sure that the stocks that you're purchasing are good long-term stocks, right? There's a handful of strategies out there that'll help you gain or generate income from the stock market. But if you are literally looking to place your money in there, allow it to build while you work on the other thing that you are passionate about, mm -hmm. make sure they're long-term stocks. Make sure you're put, getting some um, blue chip stocks, right? So those are super stable, cash-heavy companies, Visa, Home Depot, Apple, things like that. Um, make sure you're buying some dividend pairs, we need extra income. Make sure you are investing in some of these companies that are dividend payers. You Google um, um, dividend kings and dividend aristocrats, and you will find the best dividend companies to invest in on the S&P 500. I know this is a lot that I'm just saying, but go to Google. The other thing is you also want to make sure that um, that you either Google or ask somebody about the tax implications of your investing, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. are making or declaring as a couple less than $215,000 a year, put that stuff inside of a Roth IRA so that you don't experience this massive growth, but then end up with this massive tax bill. You want things to grow without taxes, okay? And then uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency, there's a ton of scams right but everything is not a scam and we as a people cannot think that everything is a scam so you go do your research the best thing that you can do is just invest in like the top five coins bitcoin you know ethereum the top five coins and do a dollar cost average strategy of investing in crypto that means it doesn't matter how much the crypto is it it only matters how much you are willing to put in to crypto every given amount of time so if it's you know $200 a month, it doesn't matter how much a Bitcoin is, it just matters that you are going to buy $200 per month worth of Bitcoin. That mm. will get you a very long, long way when it comes to investments. Mm. So we need to find you so people can take your classes and listen to you know your sessions on all of this because everything you just said sounds good, but it seems like as soon as we finish hearing it this fast, it's just it just dissipates it's like what just what what you know like do arithium the eco thing google <laughs> dividends aristocrats see i didn't remember um but you know it's hard to keep up with it when as soon as you finish listening to this one class then you got your baby crying in the background you need to cook dinner you got to make it to work maybe you studying for it you know whatever you're trying to pass a class your husband wants loving yeah, you know, whatever is going on, it's a lot. So to keep up with this, you do have to stay in school, if you will, and keep educating yourself. So tell folks how they can find you. Uh, you can find me. I'm most active in terms of social media on Instagram, and it's she building her underscore ca. So she building her underscore ca. Um, and then you can always find me on my website, shebuildingher.com. You can text me at 
510-327-8747. Um, just text the word money and then like, it's actually me. We can exchange conversation. Um, and I just wanna make a point. Everything that you just said in terms of how it feels overwhelming is what I identify with. And it's also why I strictly teach women because I understand the struggle and I'm able to meet my client where she is because I've been there done that kids husband household the whole thing so yes well she building her <laughs> so thank you so much both of you this was an amazing conversation um I really appreciate it you having me here thank you for your expertise and everything that you do man we appreciate you my pleasure Hey everyone, I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. 
Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. That's how we own it! Yeah, she gave us some dope information real good, you know, especially the way she ended it. That's People need that, right? You know, in these times, there are a lot of people that have a couple dollars that want to figure out what do I do with these couple dollars? You know, I want to make a dollar, turn a dollar out of 15 cents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she gave us some good information. So yeah, she's got good strategies. Yep, we need strategies. We need real strategies at these times because that coin ain't going as far as it used to, man. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah, of people I, I, on the streets. Before, during the pandemic, they was getting them PPP loans and everybody oh, was buying this and they had this. Messing with these people with their Listen, because the PPP is no longer everybody on EEE and these streets is dry. You better figure out how to make a couple of dollars, man, because Uncle Sam won his money back. You know, and that brings me to another thing. I was just looking at the news where the um, district attorney in Atlanta says within the next 60 days, she has two more major indictments, you know? So- They must be local Georgians. You know, they have to because she's a a state attorney. You know, so it's not a federal case. So, you know, it's it's tough out here, man. I'm I'm saying, listen, the streets is gone. They gonna take you down. Everything is a RICO charge. They not gonna let you get away with it. They catch you with a gun. They catch, they gonna roof you. They gonna send you to the upper room. People ain't playing with you, man. But what I, does that have to do with your I don't get it? That's not, what I it, no, because my I forget my I don't get it because this is important, man. Like, you know, when you think about the amount of people who are going to be in jail in the next couple of years or probably in, within the next year actually based off things that happened during this recession and during this inflation and because of this inflation it's serious so we have to be you know honest and be informative to these young kids and whoever's paying attention who can get the message to let them know that they really going to take you down 
Yeah. Like yeah. they're going to take you down. Hopefully like, people understand that they get on your ass. You know, um, you know, my, my prayers go out to Young Thug and Gunna and all of those, those brothers dealing with that situation. I don't know, you know, the details. I just know what I hear from the news, but I know that it has to be, you know, traumatizing to go from being a millionaire one day, being able to have everything you want to the next day, you fighting federal, federal and state RICO charges, which can land you in jail for the rest of your life, you know? And, and, and I see, you know, I've, I've seen another um, brother that I know, I don't want to say his name because I don't know if the information is correct, but I've seen- I saw. Yeah, I saw, I saw. <laughs> I saw um, that they looking for him for attempted murder you know, um, so it's it's so many different things that's going on, especially within the hip hop community. And that's why, for me, this Boycott Black Murder campaign and, you know, initiative that we're launching, you know, is going to be something that's important. It's education, it's cultural, it's, it's getting the young individuals that's engulfed in this culture, you know, who, who've been following the culture of negativity and violence, to rethink what that looks like, right? To rethink how do we have the same culture? How do we enjoy the same fun? How do we wear the same clothes and enjoy the same things without violence, without negativity, without those things that can either lose our lives or lose our freedoms, right? How do we retrain the culture to make being nonviolent and being someone who, who intervenes and, and de-escalates situations, someone who we celebrate, you know? so. That's what it is for me, you know, because I'm tired of seeing people that look like me that come from the same culture, go to jail, you know, you, you got K Flock one day, he's a hot rapper, next day he's fighting murder charges, like, that's that can't just be it. It can't be we get hot as a rapper for one minute and then next thing you know, you fighting attempted murder charges and RICO charges and you and you, and you done, you just a name that somebody posts on a t-shirt and free my man while you sitting in jail for 100 years. Like, that can't be with all this the norm, norm, the norm. Yeah, we can't normalize that. It can't be what it is. So you know, you know, my my um my respect goes out to everybody. But I, I just I, I I'm going to be on the front line of changing that narrative and changing that reality. You know, so well, there it is. That says a whole another topic. Um, my I don't get it. State representative, I seen state representative lady and she was twerking now, she was twerking she was on her handstand she was twerking on a handstand you know um buttocks fully out twerking and she, she was saying twerk too. she can twerk and i'm and i'm and i'm not really mad that she can twerk right i'm just trying to figure out is this the new thing like is is everything like sexually overly sexual and explicit is that the only thing that we do to captivate each other i was watching Carisha's show, right? And I was just listening to Kevin Gates and he was just saying the most vulgar shit that you could possibly say, right? And it's just like, and people just in tune with it. And it's just like, so is that the new thing just to be completely sexual and all the way vulgar? Like, I mean, if, if it is, I just don't get it. I just don't get, because there has to be, like there has, you know, they say separation of church and state. Right, there's there's certain things that go in certain categories, right? Certain things. If when I I'm I'm multifaceted, right? I I do many things. I'm I know I'm well versed 
in street life, I understand the dynamics in the streets. I also understand, you know, to a level politics, I understand how to bridge gaps in certain things. And, and sometimes you play different arenas, different ways. But for me, is this going to be the new thing that the new senators and when you're running for office, it's going to be some sexual thing that makes people pay attention to you. Like every no, she got elected without the sexual stuff and 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 had an overwhelming uh, had overwhelming support from her community. I think that there's always been people who were different, right? If you watch um, American Gangster, you learn how Adam Clayton Powell, as a, a, a congressman, he was just different from the others, right? And we see people like that now. She, that's just who she is. Like, well, I mean, even though Adam Clayton Powell, Adam Clayton Powell was a street dude who understood politics. What? Right? Well, so, but I'm saying, but I'm saying he's still, he's still in the ways in which he works, right? There are a lot of other congressional members that would have never been engaged with a relationship, uh, um, you know, with Malcolm X. He, he, the way he cursed people, he, he, he cursed people. He was gangster. The way he handled things, he was definitely different. I'm yeah. not saying, it's, I'm just saying she is a woman who was in her, you know, wherever, her private time, she was twerking. And she basically was just like, hey, vote for me. <laughs> and that's, that's it. It's not that I'm, serious. I'm not saying it's serious or not. I'm just saying the trend well, that everybody else has to do it or well, any of that. It, what I'm just trying to figure out, it's like, right? This is what it is. I, Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, right? They got WAP. Mm -hmm. Right? And they have different songs. I think that you have to read the room, right? I think when you're doing certain things, I don't think they're going to go to the White House and perform WAP. And right? she didn't go to, she, she wasn't on the campaign trail. Well, what, I'm trying to say, what are you saying? How are you not on the campaign trail when you're saying vote for me after you? you but I, honestly, I literally, first of all, it was not a campaign ad. She just said vote for me and they made it a big deal. What I'm saying is that I'm sure that that woman, when she goes to her campaign events, when she's in her community, she like she was on vacation or somewhere relaxing. And as she was doing her twerk, she was like, vote for me. Okay, cool. What I'm saying is I'm sure that when she goes to work, she puts a suit on or whatever she wears and she does whatever she's doing. And well, I'm saying, why would you attach your job to, if you just, if she was just out there twerking and she twerking. I'm saying there may be some people that don't vote for her. There may be some people who do. The reason why I can't, the, first of all, for me, it's, there are more important things folks to be worried about. That's my opinion. But also in my situation, I have a number of people, and basically, just so you know, most of it, most of the folks, almost 99.9%. I literally, I think I can say 100%, because I'm just thinking, thinking really, yep, 100%. Of those individuals who have contacted me about a, a, a bikini um, um, picture online or some sexy picture that I posted have been men. It's been a hundred percent of those who have something to say about how I present or what I should wear or how sexy I should or should not be have been men. I, I literally rarely ever, I think I might, I'm just, 
and I'm making it up because I cannot see the face of the person or even know so I'm making one, it up. So you're saying that not one woman said anything? Not one woman. Now they may say it's behind the scenes or whatever. I'm not saying what, but I'm just telling you not one woman that I know that knows me also. Because most of the women who know me and they're around me outside of the movement, they say, you know, I, that's Tamika. That's, that's that, Tamika. What I'm trying to say is this, and, 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 and I go through the same thing, right? Like, I haven't well, had- you don't. You don't. You don't. You're a man and you, would you like. Would you like for me to say, it's not I'm about sexual. You. It's not about sexuality. Exactly. That's okay, my point. So, but I'm just trying to tell you, like, is, and to your point, it's people who know you, right? When people who know you, then they know there's a certain dynamic of you that exists, right? They knows that when you go out and you on the beach, you're going to have on a bathing suit. You're going to have a nice bathing suit on. When you're in a party, you're going to have on a, a sexy dress. They know this is Tamika. This has always been who Tamika is. So people who are just being introduced to you because you've done speeches and you've been at political events and you you gained and garnered attention and, and garnered a level of leadership in a space, and that's all they know of you might be surprised by certain things you said. That's right? fine, but I'm just trying well, to tell you there's listen, no women but that was so surprised that they I'm contacted not, I'm not saying you wrong. I'm not saying it at all, right? And, and what I was saying is I dealt with the same thing because there's aspects of my song that people will see on the internet and be like, oh, no, I, I followed you because I liked you did this. And I ain't know. That always been me. So it, no, there's never been a man that knows me that called him like your mice because they know that's who my son is, right? And there's always been women that called me more often than not. There are women who say, "Yo, you need to not do this because they don't. They that's just different. It's a dynamic that they haven't been about me. So what I'm trying to explain to you is I'm not saying she's wrong for what it is. I'm just saying everything has a place, right? I okay, just so what are you talking about? What I'm trying to say is I'm not gonna go to church. And, but she and, wasn't at church. She was on the beach. But I'm not. I'm not saying at the beach, right? I'm not going. Okay, I'm not going to go, knowing that I'm a pastor of a church, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and I'm not at church, and I'm be on the beach, right? And, and, and say a rhyme about shooting somebody, and say and 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 make sure y'all come to my church tomorrow, right? I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, listen to me, because I still represent that church, right? I represent that church. And, and even though I'm on my free time and I'm doing whatever and I rhyme and I like Snoop Dogg's rhyme, right? I'm not going to do that and, and then connect it to my space and my work so that I has nothing to do with that. I don't disagree. I just wouldn't do that. I don't disagree that connecting it might is, is problematic for folks. Like they can't get past that. I understand that. All I'm saying to you is that there are many people. There are many pastors out here who have large congregations that talk about all kinds of shit, okay? And they use it as a marketing tool to draw people into their, uh, into their congregation. I'm just saying that the woman was twerking and in the midst of her twerking, she said, vote for me, and it became a thing. I do not believe that- I just don't I, get it. I That's personally- I it's right or wrong, I don't personally get- I per I And the way I feel about it is like, I don't care. That's how I feel. It's okay. not so much whether I get it or not. I just don't care. What I do care about, though, is is she on the issues? Housing, health care. I need to know that. Because if she's not on the issues 
and that's all that's going on here is the twerking, then she definitely is not qualified to be a state representative. But if I'm she- not, my, my, Her qualifications is not even my thing. I'm just talking about no, this. I, I'm just, this no, I'm this telling you I don't, the way that I look at it. Okay. The way that I, the way that I approached it when I saw it, I wanted to know, is this somebody who's on the issue? So I went on her website, I see she's on the issues. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just less concerned about the twerk. I just don't care. My thing is this. Is there- so You don't have to convince me of no, your point. Your point I'm is not. you don't get it. And I told you my point is I don't care. Why we got to keep going back and forth about it? And with that said, <laughs> I'm not going to always be right. Tamika's not going to always be wrong. She will be wrong a lot of times, like probably right now. But we will both always- and I mean, always, always, always be authentic. Peace, people. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! at connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.